I was hired to make some bridesmaids' dresses, but my skills are so-so. <laughs> hey, shh! Welcome back, everyone, to Not Another Needless Sequel, where we talk movies and propose unnecessary prequels, sequels, reboots, and remakes. I'm your host, Kane, and today I have with me my wife, Kelsey. I'm so glad you called. Kelsey will be my co-host as we discuss 2011's Bridesmaids. So what was the plot of this movie? In layman's terms? In layman's terms. Please. Should I use character names or keep it more generic? I think you're thinking too much about this. You've done this already other times. Mm, I guess so. So Annie and Lillian are two best friends and Annie's life is in shambles as uh, her man left her after her job failed or her business failed her bakery failed and uh lillian is getting married and annie feels threatened by lillian's newfound friend named helen who is super rich annie keeps messing up well i beg to differ but annie allegedly keeps messing up different parts of lillian's wedding they get in a big old fight annie overcomes her problems and they all live happily ever after Perfect. Now give me the beat by beat. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> That's for me to do. So, movie starts out with a sex scene, and I can honestly say, unless you can prove me wrong here, I don't know any other movies that start with a sex scene. You know, I I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I think this one for me in my own personal Law-abiding life... citizen. <laughs> I wish they could see my face right now. I would not consider that a sex scene, number one. And number two, it starts with him working and his daughter building a bracelet. Okay, you're right. The Get point, out of town. The point this is... This movie specifically, the first line you are hearing is her having sex already. Yeah, um, that's ingrained in my brain because I've told you this before, but I saw this movie in theaters with my parents... Because that whole it were was you? 2011. 11, so I, yeah, you had the to ballpark. Be, you had to be seventeen at at the time to see the movie. To see an R-rated movie, movie alone. What movie theater were you going to that people actually were like, "Hold on, buddy, let I me see ID'd, a license." No, you literally, were I've been ID'd at a movie theater. Yeah, and so I was not seventeen at the time. I I was around. I was probably sixteen, mm. and I so my parents took. Me, um, mom and dad went to go see this movie and they always argue like, I want to sit by my kid. No, I want to sit by my kid. So I ended up in between them. Yeah. And during the sex scene, my dad leans over and goes, nice pick mom. (laughs) Because my mom wanted to see the movie so bad and my brother didn't live at home anymore. And so I think for me, that's why I can't think of another movie that starts out that way. Especially not one, like, this vivid. Well, I think it's purposefully very dramatic to also show that, I mean, the guy's a selfish, selfish lover, and uh, they are not on the same path when they're... I mean, it's a stereotypical, like... The guy thinks he's so much better. Yeah, the guy thinks he's amazing, he's just rocking your world, and he's also not... 
keeping up with the tempo that you need. Like, she says, like, let's slow it down. He's like, nah, I like to go fast. Like, he slows down for a minute, but he's like, I like to go fast. It's because she slowed it down and was like, no, no. And he's, like, having a great time, and she's, like, blowing her hair out of her. He's, and... he's blowing on her. She, he's sideways with her, and he's just... And she's, like, and trying yeah, to get like, her hair out of the way. He's like, she's loving this. Um... Yeah. Um. To me, that indicates that she has been with a guy like that previously or like I mean I think she's been with him a lot at least and she thinks that she's not good enough so like she's putting up with this yeah she allows this and she even wakes up at his house the next day uh that morning after and you can see that she's trying to make herself conventionally pretty I guess you'd say with makeup and stuff like in the bathroom before he wakes up so that he will think she just woke up like that. That's how I got you to stay around. I'd wake up. And Did you do that? Brush my hair. Did you really? No. Have you have you ever tried to appear like better than? I think you and I could both answer that question. Is no. I I mean I did. Did you? you I would told wake you up that I would. Ready? Well, not quite that, That's but what I'm my bedroom at the time or my dorm room that you would come to, I told you i would i was washing sheets pillows all of that every single day it was insane do you remember when you asked me why we never went to my apartment and i was like let me show you why because you really wanted to see it and you walked in and my roommate at the time was so dirty and i'm pretty sure you immediately wanted to run like my room was clean Mm. but every every aspect of what i lived in was I I think that I at least tried. But she is doing the most because she seems to want to be in a relationship with the guy. He's not interested in that. And uh, he asks her to leave, which was super fucking rude, but it was funny to me. He says, like, I really want you to leave, but I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. Like, that was worse than you just saying, all right, get out. Like, yeah. you should have just outright said, get out. Well, I think he could have been like, hey, you know, I've got to get ready for work. Like, mm-hmm. he could have said it in a nicer... No matter what, she was going to feel bad about herself. But it seems like this has gone on because he's like, you know the rules, no stayovers. Yeah. And she's like, I did. <laughs> and she's trying to climb over the fucking fence and <laughs> somebody opens it. And, she like... just waves. It's the ultimate climb of shame. Like the, he couldn't even open the fence. Do you for know her. what doesn't make sense? Is like we see her have a car in this movie. Is he the type of guy? Because we know that her car is not good. Oh yeah, you can't park your car on this side of the gate because it's too shitty for my oh driveway. Oh my gosh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like after the fact that you see her car and like you'll we'll get to it in a minute, but like her life is like. Not yeah. good at the moment. So from there, she goes to meet Lily, and I guess it shows them in the park. There, Terry Crews is in it for just a quick minute. He's instructing like a workout class in the park. They're behind the tree, like trying to do it without paying, and he yells at them. And then they start dancing mm-hmm. there in the park, and then just like he's like dancing in the park, bullshit. Like yeah. that was he hilarious. Says freeloaders. Yeah. <laughs> so they are drinking together drinking some tea coffee something together just talking about whatever catching up i guess lillian has not been around she said her boyfriend's acting weird that kind of thing and annie's you know giving a little bit more about 
how her night was showing that she's a little disappointed in herself, you know. She says something like, uh, um, I stayed over, and Lillian's like, did you let him stay over in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he kept putting it in my face. And I like to think that that part was just, at least after that line, maybe, like, just ad-libbed in there. Like, she went like that, and like... yeah. I don't know. It seemed funny. She's like, it's so aggressive. You don't want to look right at it. Yeah. I mean, even as, like, a man that has not had to experience some of the things that they, or that some people have to experience, I guess, I think it's hilarious, and I think that they do a good job of kind of showcasing that side of these things. Like, sometimes rom-coms, you know, just make these, like, other boyfriends that they've had in the movie, they, they suck, but they don't really get into the dumb things like that, like... Yeah. yeah. And you could definitely see that that guy would be the kind of guy that'd be, like, just shoving his dick in her face, like, here you go, I know like you want this. Pushing her head down. Yes, pushing her head well, down. Well, that just goes back to him being selfish. All of that. You also see that, or actually, towards the end of that, she even says that the dude told her she needed dental work. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucked up. And also... Was it, was it the same guy or was it a different guy? I think they're still just talking about the one... Uh, about Ted. John Hamm's character? Yeah, Ted. What? Is it Ted? Okay. His name is Ted. Yeah, so Ted said she needed dental work. <laughs> That's terrible. At this point, they, like, leave the breakfast spot. I don't know, because freaking Lillian was eating french fries. Well, there's nothing wrong with eating french fries for breakfast, but it kind of indicates that maybe it was the afternoon. Yeah. I don't and know. Some kind of diner. So they, they're walking by down the street where Annie, where it reveals that Annie has a bakery that was closed and mm-hmm. that somebody left her and now she's in a hard place in, in life right now because she spent all of the money she had ever saved and dumped it all into that business and then her you know, we find out later that her boyfriend basically left her and took what was left of the money when it closed. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, her life does seem very terrible, and that's an ongoing theme in the movie. You also see that she lives with roommates. Her roommates are Rebel Wilson and Matt Lucas, and I thought it was funny that after this movie, apparently, they really did move in together. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Which, Rebel Wilson was allegedly only paid about $3,000 for this movie. Which, I mean, I don't know how much actors make. Obviously, I you hear about the big ones. You hear Robert Downey Jr., you know, he's making a fortune mm-hmm. off of one Iron Man movie. But you would think she should have gotten paid a little more. I mean, she was a side character, small part, few yeah, speaking lines, this, but still. This had to have been one of her first jobs, too. Like, I don't remember seeing her... Yes. And anything prior to this. Yeah, I think it definitely was one of her first jobs. But yeah, she was only paid $3,000. Because my first thought is, why would they move in together? They're actors. But I assume if that's how much she was paid, I don't know how much he was paid, you know. That's not even a month's rent if you're in New York. I don't know where they're living. Yeah, absolutely. So they really moved in together. I thought that that was hilarious. So she lives with Gil and Bryn and their siblings and... I mean, it's weird. It kind of makes me think back to Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. The mm-hmm. siblings in that is how they, like, kind of act. Yeah. When she first walks in, Bryn is like, hey, I got a free tattoo today and shows a Mexican drinking worm, she says, that's tattooed around her entire body. It is so severely infected in the back. <laughs> yeah, she makes a comment. Like She's like, he just opened up my van, <laughs> or uh, his yeah. van. You want a free tattoo? Like, I think, most likely, Bryn will die from that tattoo. 
She's going to get such a terrible infection on her back. Or HIV, dirty needles. Yes, it was ridiculous. And she tells her to put some peas on it. She goes back there and opens the bag of frozen peas Mm -hmm. and just starts pouring it on her back. She's like, oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah, and then old girl Annie gets asked for the rent check. Yeah, Gil's like, the check, Check. I was going to get my My check, check. So, And she obviously isn't paying the rent. She rushes off to Lillian's. Actually, I guess I skipped over it that they do mention at some point, or they show her working at a jewelry store. Her mother knows the owner of the jewelry store, so they gave her a job, which that comes up later. But you see her job there is not great either because she is not really feeling the whole love thing, and people are coming in there to buy diamond rings, and she's just like, that will not last forever, she says to a couple. And they're like, we're just going to browse around. She's, like, uh, talking to her boss. Her boss says, show me your love's eternal face. And she's just, like, so awkward. Yeah. Like, But um, back to her leaving her apartment, like, running away from being asked about the rent. She goes to Lillian's place, and it turns out that Lillian is engaged. And that's why he was acting... That's why Doug was acting weird, is because he didn't want to, like, spoil anything and wanted everything. Mm-hmm. To be perfect for that. And in that moment, Annie is like, you could tell that she's happy for her friend, but she's also like worried for herself because she realizes like she's not only about to lose her best friend because her best friend is now going to be moving to Chicago and she's still back in Milwaukee, it seems. I don't think they're that far from one another because... Um, oh, I'm terrible with geography, I don't know. I don't know, but she has to be, like, driving back and forth, and she's worried about losing her friend and for herself as to where she is in her life. Like, I don't know about other people, but, like, as we've had conversations before, like, weddings are made super expensively, and when you're going to be, like, somebody's maid of honor, like, there's extra expense that you take on. Mm-hmm. And I think, in part, that's what she's worried about, which we'll get more I mean, she starts, that. like, manic laughing as Lillian gets on the phone with her fiancé. And, yeah, you can see she's starting to break down a little bit. And then they're going to have an engagement party for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's talking to her mom about going to the engagement party. And Annie's mom mentions how she goes to these AA meetings. And she's like, you're not an alcoholic. And her mom's like, only because I've never had a drink. <laughs> like, because I go to AA. Yeah, her like... mom's insane. She goes to AA meetings for no reason. Well, you know, the jewelry store owner, the mom is yes, his sponsor. Exactly. Yeah. She also is, like, shit-talking Annie's father. And she says something about the woman that Annie's father's been married to. She says, uh, she's a whore. She probably greets him beaver first. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, Don't say that. Yes. They've been married. <laughs> She's like, still. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. So they get to Lillian's engagement party, and she's kind of meeting the rest of the bridesmaids being introduced, walked around. At one of point, she's like, got this guy standing really close to her, and um, I think it's actually Becca that's like, oh, is this your husband? And she just looks yeah. at him like, no. And the guy's like, do you want to go on a walk later? Like, get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck are you? This weird guy. Well, what's funny is Becca's character is like the exact same character she is in The Office she, as Aaron. Yes, she is kind of ditzy. They talk about Disney a lot throughout the movie. Becca makes a lot of comments about Disney. Even when they first meet, she says, we went on our honeymoon at Disney. 
And, like, later on, she's like, we should have a Pixar-themed party. Like, it's weird, but it's, I mean, it's funny. And Becca's super awkward in that moment, too. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's start over. This is my husband. You don't have a husband. Like, what a fucking weird yeah. thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But that happens again later on at the same party. Another guy is standing close to her. And it's like, why are all these people so close to you? They like what they see. I mean, maybe. I also think that it highlights the fact that everybody's in, like, businessy type dresses like what in like annie's just wearing probably like a target dress with like a blazer and like it highlights the fact that they are very rich and very like upper class compared to you know her living situation which i think owes to the fact that lillian is obviously marrying somebody with money yes and when when she meets helen helen actually has on like it's nearly she, a ball gown. She has like. an evening gown. I did make, um, which I think is weird, but also funny because she's like, oh, hi, walking yeah, around it's like in her on evening purpose. gown for sure. Before she actually even meets Helen, I wanted to mention when she meets uh, Melissa McCarthy's character, Megan. Megan, she's like, hey, how you doing? And like Lillian walks off. She says something like, oh, my grandmother's not supposed to have wine. I need to go stop her or my aunt will be mad at my mom. Like she says a whole thing, which mm-hmm. it totally makes sense. The way she says it, like, you're like, I totally get that. Yeah. But uh, Annie says to Megan, like, oh, how are you? And Megan's like, I'm on the mend. Like, she just starts telling her a lengthy story about the surgery she's had. She's like, I don't want to say I'm better, I'm thriving, or something like that. It's like, (laughs) Jesus. Um, Melissa McCarthy said she based the character of Megan on Guy Fieri. (laughs) (laughs) She did. That's literally what she did. She was just... I don't know. Just watched his fucking diners, dive-ins. Drive-ins and dives. Yeah, and she was like, this is it. Like, this is the character Megan's going to be. Do you know how Guy Fieri became Food Network famous? No, not necessarily. So, you know me. I love cooking shows. And, like, mm-hmm. my me and my mom used to watch Food Network a lot or, like, Top Chef, which was on Bravo. But Food Network also has cooking shows. And they had this one called, like, The Next Food Network Chef. Mm-hmm. And he's the winner of season one. And so that's how he got his own show and became that, this. I mean, that's weird. But also, that sounds like my sequel idea to Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Uh, no one will ever know. No, <laughs> no unless one will ever this know. podcast ever no gets so popular know. that you guys want a Patreon. Get then. us to 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any? <laughs> no. No subscribers. Yeah, no subscribers. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Helen, she looks ridiculous in that big dress when she meets her, and they say that Helen is married to Dougie's boss, and they never really get into this, and they kind of go against it, but Helen is married to Dougie's boss. Helen is a wedding coordinator or whatever. She's not. I thought that was her job. I don't think Helen works. They just, she, because she makes a comment to Annie that... People only ever pretend to be her friend and ask her to do things because she's good at it. She does say she's good at it. She doesn't really say, like, it's my job. she doesn't work. Well, then there's also moments that make me think that's wrong. She has to because, remember, she has, like, a relationship with the people at the fitting area later. Yeah, but I don't... Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that I kept getting this vibe that, like, Helen is only in the bridal party because of her relationship to... Dougie. Yeah. And then um, they go on to speeches and, you know, the dad, mm-hmm. you know, makes the speech. And so Annie comes up and she says something like super quick, you know, that's super mm-hmm. thoughtful, nice, you know, short to the point because Annie doesn't really know anybody there. Mm-hmm. And then Helen comes on the stage and tries to say <laughs> something. And that starts the amazing 
back and forth battle between Helen and Annie about who gets the last word. Yeah. <laughs> and I I can't decide which is my favorite part. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Helen going, Brock and sushi, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's Annie saying that her and Lillian took Spanish together mm-hmm. and she just starts like She says something like Oh, did you interpret it? No, I mean, I don't. Very little. My Spanish is not anything. It definitely just gets worse every day that passes by that I don't bother using it or trying. She says something about a house and a library. She's like, we'll go into the house and we'll go into the library and thank you. And it's just a mess. Yes, it's it's a mess because she doesn't know anything. Yeah. So it's, it's either those two lines... Or when Annie starts going, keep shining. She's t- and then yeah. <laughs> Helen, Helen joins comes up in. and starts singing. That's what friends are for. Yeah. So I, I believe, I, I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name right, but Rose Byrne, who played Helen, she was known for dramatic roles mostly. The reason she got this role was allegedly because of her acting in Get Him to the Greek. And people, you know, again, knew her for dramatic roles. They didn't necessarily know what she'd bring to this, but... That engagement party scene, which is one of the infamous scenes, I mean, there's a lot in this movie, uh, that was ad-libbed. It was, you know, she improvised that. So I don't know how exactly it was going to work. I guess Annie would have just ended, and Helen was just like, I'm going to fucking do this. And it was great. Like, it, that, that's yeah. such a good scene. It was good. And what's even funnier is, like, did Kristen Wiig improvise yeah, the song? Yeah, continue to improvise? Did she improvise the song, number one? Uh, maybe. And number two... Was Rose just like, I'm going to learn this Yeah, song. I got to keep like, going. Or did she already know it and just come up with it in the moment? Yeah. I, I don't know. Also, if I was in this engagement party, if I was part of anybody but the bride and groom and I saw this happening, I'd leave. I'd be like, this is so awkward. Yeah, and it's <laughs> a room. Like, hundreds of people yeah, are in the room. I'm going to leave. First off, like, you remember, I mean, we didn't do an engagement party. No. But I do know some people who do them. Not a lot. I mean, not a lot around here, at least. Like, I don't know when he's, like, super, super... I think it's a bit much, you know. Yeah. You're already asking people to come to this engagement. Well, I guess what a lot of people now, outside of the context of this movie, do is they have everybody there for the engagement with a photographer. So, like, they can just... Every time people do that, all I think about is in Scrubs when Elliot is going to get married and Keith proposes to her. And she's like, I'm going to have to say no because, because we yeah. need to do it like well, this, you know, this, and this. We've seen photos of somebody who yes. wore multiple outfits. Yeah, did an outfit then, change for But then engagement. had their fiancé in the same outfit. And I don't know if they didn't know if anybody would notice. But it's like they got proposed to twice and like had to pretend to be excited about it. It's too and much. Then I also had people just like know when it's coming now. They like make sure their nails are done. And then like. Which I, I'm fine I mean, with. I don't care how people do it. I think it's too much to ask others to get involved in yeah. your mess of like, we're going to have this other separate party, but also be planning to come to another one. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny, which like I, Lillian, obviously like it was just a private affair with her and Doug, but I just think that it it's funny. And like, I've seen people be like, well, I knew it was coming because I saw the photographer stalking and following us around. Like, yeah, the point is, is that all of this is over the top. The whole engagement party, like, all of it. Yeah, it's it's too much. And, I mean, 
Annie makes a comment to Lillian about Helen. You know, she's like, she's just got the dress. She's like, mm. and, and she's like, like, go ahead, get it all out. Like she knew that Annie... she was kind of rude. I mean, when Annie met Helen, Annie says, "Wow, you're so pretty," and Helen's like, "Aw, you're cute." Yeah, like mm. the way yeah. you said that definitely came off as like, "Sorry, you're not pretty." Well, she makes other comments like, "And I'm much skinnier than you." Yeah, are. throughout or, the whole yeah. movie, she's dropping comments no, like that. Yeah, for it's sure. ridiculous. But definitely I would have left that party. After the party is over, she gets a ticket from Officer Rhodes. Well, she doesn't get the ticket. Oh, well, he she's he pulled over. Out that she learned she used to own Cake Baby. Yes. So he's she's pulled over by Rhodes for her brake light. They talk about the Cake Baby stuff and you know, he says the sign was your face and I guess that's supposed to be her face, but it looked like a redhead to me. I don't know. That's not important, really. No, but, yeah. And then he could tell, like, I feel like he could tell that she was going through a hard time. Well, she says it. She says, my boyfriend left me when the business went under. And he's like, uh, well, good. I'm glad I never tipped him. That's a top-tier joke. And I know she's sad, but, like, when he says it, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. He was in her dancing. He's like, so you're a terrible sober driver? Because she was, <laughs> she was like, hello, I'm Helen, in the car, yeah. and like, yeah, swerving all side about. Side. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. It was nice of him not to give her that ticket, but that's just the introduction to him. And then the next thing we're looking at is Lillian wanted Annie and Helen to hang out because... Which Annie went to a country club. Yes, to play uh, Tennis. tennis. She's playing with, like, someone else, and uh, I think she calls her Carol. Yeah. She's, like, slaps Carol's ass. She's, like, so excited playing when they're beating Helen. Yeah. I I mean, I don't even know who won that because I was so focused on just how Helen and Annie are being over-the-top ridiculous. They're not having fun. They're very much competitive. Like, this is the game. Well, it's like they're competing for who gets to be Lillian's best friend. Yeah. And I think Helen is jealous because... Lillian wants Annie to do everything, and Annie's the maid of honor, but she's like, well, I have enough money, so, like, I can do all these other things. Like, that's a very small part, but part of it that's funny is when Helen's stepkids are rude to her. He goes, fuck off, Helen. (laughs) And she's like, haha, put a quarter in the swear jar. They're so mean. Yeah. (laughs) After the tennis match, I think that they kind of go to where they start getting stuff done for the wedding, I guess. They're about to have the fitting and they're going to go to lunch. Yeah. And Annie recommends this Brazilian place. Lillian Lillian says Annie's good at picking these places out, but Annie says something like, and you get a lot of food for your money. Like, it was because she didn't have money and, like... That sucks. That's a really tight spot to be put in where you're trying not to make... Like, they kind of make a point to say she's selfish later on. I see that in some areas, but I also see where she was trying to be quiet about the fact that she was poor. She's going along with a lot of stuff, and, like, she can't even pay her rent. Like, she has nothing. I mean, Which I think that Lillian is a little bit oblivious to. Yeah, she does kind of put that... And it's, like, a little bit, like, I'm the bride. I'm a little bit selfish. I've actually... One of the few... I've only ever had to ask for money once in my life, and it was because of weddings. It it's it can be a lot. I mean, mean, you know, we made, what, seven bucks an hour in college, and... Yeah, I had to spend a lot of money on weddings, and that's the f- the only time I've ever had to ask for money was trying to afford that. So, like, I think for me, like, as we go on, we'll talk about it more, but I just get madder and madder at Lillian and Helen the, yeah. as the movie goes on. 
But the best part is, is that Helen doesn't want to eat any of the meat. First off, she obviously makes the right choice. But she's but rude she about says, it. She says, I don't want to bloat before a fitting. One of the best lines of the movie. That was me, though, too. One of the best lines of the movie, though, is Megan, Melissa McCarthy's character, says, no, not me. Physically, I don't bloat. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's gift. It's a gift. Yeah. Like, it's so absolutely perfect Yeah. in that moment. She's fantastic. But they, but like, that's one of the first times, like, you actually see her be funny. Like, I realize, like, you meet her before, but, like, the way that they have her in those, like, Samuel Jackson, like, golf hats and the ponytail, like, they be doing her dirty in this movie. Sky Fieri. (laughs) So they go, when they're at that lunch, they're talking about what to do for her bridal shower. Bridal shower. Yep. And they're all, like, throwing out little ideas, and Megan says, also, Fight Club. We just beat the <laughs> shit out of her. <laughs> like, what? She's like, she won't yeah. see it coming. What well, the Well, then, what makes, this part makes me the most mad, which we will see Annie hit a breaking point, is when she says she's always wanted to go to Paris, we could do Paris-themed and do this and this, mm-hmm. and Helen's like, I feel like Paris is a bit been there, done that, and then, yeah. later yeah, at the shower... My goodness. And then that's where you're talking about old girls. Like, it's Pixar themed. Yes. Yeah. But that, um, I mean, just the lunch is funny itself. But then comes probably one of the most famous scenes is the dress fitting after they go to this place. They're trying on different bridesmaids' dresses. Before we get to what happened, they enter the store. Mm-hmm. And before they before they try anything on, <laughs> Megan... Burps, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, I'm not even sure what end that came yeah. out of. Oh my God. In which you realize, like, oh, it's this starting is to not get to Megan first before everyone else. Yeah, like she came in and, like, her body made a noise. This is yeah. before they saw the French Brunets, before they tried on the dresses. And then they proceed to, like, she's like, Get your engines, ladies. <sighs> and then she's like, let's shop around. Get your engines. Let our bodies decide. Megan also, like, throughout that whole scene, she's just doing, like, she walks up to the couch and she, like, <laughs> picks it up and she's like, it's good. Like, and then she just rolls over it and, like, <laughs> And then goes wham. face down. Yeah. <laughs> what is she doing? It's so good. She's, like, not even involved. It's so good, though. And then they all, like, have the dresses on and you can see him kind of starting to sweat but first off those dresses every single one of them is ugly well i don't know about if they were all ugly but i did like that in annie's argument of why her dress was good she says like you can spread your legs in this dress and when she says that megan turns and gives a thumbs up (laughs) she's like spread your legs yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. but yeah i mean i don't know i don't they're dresses. Like, to me, I would have been going with the cheapest option regardless, but... Yeah. Well, I think something that they do highlight is that they're letting the bridesmaids choose the dresses. hmm Because I feel like that's important, especially the sense that they're going to be paying for them. Now, if you're going to be paying for the dresses, you should pick what you want because you're going to ultimately be okay with the price. Yeah. Like, my sister-in-law did that. She picked the dresses, but her and her mom paid for everything in that sense i think it's smart like i let i mean i only two bridesmaids but i let them pick the dress mm-hmm. and i just said i want it long and black i don't care if it's the same thing i don't care this which obviously this is a more fancy affair but something that gets me is like 
why that color? The French Bernays, like, mm-hmm. you can typically order different colors in dresses, which I realize that's going too far in detail, <laughs> but... The um, French Bernays. The French Bernays. Everybody starts sweating, though. Yeah, they're all, they all look very sick, and... Except Helen. Yes. Because ex- she's the only one who didn't eat meat. Except Helen, and I mean, they're standing there in those dresses, like, they're, like burping like bending you can hear their stomach yeah i think megan says like that dress is so pretty it makes my stomach hurt and you know what's about to come (laughs) they all start like one by one leaving i mean like rita is like i just have to get off this white carpet and rita's the first to go throw up it's she's throwing up in the toilet as megan comes in and needs she's like i need a toilet and she (laughs) starts proceeding to poop in the sink, but I, she says it's coming out of me like lava. Yeah, she's like the which sink to is me done. Indicates that it's liquid, and yes. so it's likely going down the drain. And Becca comes in and throws up, up on, on Rita's, Rita's head. Hair. <laughs> yes. It's all oatmeal. I looked into that when I was doing my research. If that makes this any better, Ugh. it doesn't gross you out. It's you know all me. just oatmeal. You know me. Like, I can't do puke. Like, I could do I hate when they show it puke. in movies, and they get it on her hair. Rita's like, get away from me! Yeah. She gets so mad. Yeah, and then Megan's like, don't look at me! Yeah. And, uh, but seemingly the best, well, the best part of all this, we can talk about the Jordan Almond. Because cause Annie doesn't actually get she's sick in the store in. she's holding. She's profusely, she's got the boob sweats. Yeah. And She's like, I'm actually kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. And she, Helen brings a thing of Jordan almonds. And she's like, oh, Jordan almonds, my favorite. And she... She does such a good job of acting out that she doesn't want to eat it. She's yeah. just putting it in her mouth. What? And she's like, yep, I was just hungry. Like, one almond <laughs> would fill you up if yeah. you were hungry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But the best part to me is Lillian running outside She's like, and it's she, gonna happen. She's like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I'm shitting in the street. Yeah. I'm shitting in the street. And then they, I mean, that's it. They decide on the French Bernays, which... They, Helen Helen just says, decides on the French Bernays we'll after take, that. Is it five? Yeah. We'll, we'll take, take five, five of the French Bernays. They really do look better. They really do look better. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Exactly. So then they're driving home, and later on, Annie mentions that... She shit herself on the way home, and <laughs> yes, I'm like, she does. was that when you were driving with Lillian? That well, had to I be... feel like she would have taken Lillian back to her apartment, but she did say that she shit her pants on the way home. I'm just saying, they were driving that was back. when Helen was crying later, well, when she cries later in the movie. Then, um, it shows Annie back at Ted. Yes, yeah, she had a terrible in... night, which I thought, like, ew. You like I, shit I think, yourself I think earlier. a day had passed. Maybe. I, I'm going to say a day had passed, but she's at Ted's, you know, invites him to the wedding. He's like, I wouldn't want you to have to explain to everyone yeah, what this is. And she talks about inviting somebody else. And he's like, well, could George Glass do this? Yeah. And just like rotates her boob in a circle. <laughs> she looks so makes, uncomfortable. It makes zero sense. And she's like, I mean, I think so. Like he's acting like he's giving yeah. her the time of her life. It goes back that. to the kind of guy he is. He's one of those guys who thinks like, this is the magic touch. Like I have got this woman just so enthralled by me. Yeah. And like, that's what some guys will do. They think that whatever they're doing 
is peak sexual performance. And it's not. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, you can leave, but I'm going to miss you so much. Yeah. Like, get out of here. So she ends up then on, like, a little first date, I guess, with Rhodes. Like, they... Are they at a bar, maybe, first? I don't know. But... No, they're sitting on his... She goes oh, into yes, the, the gas station store. or whatever, yeah. and he's and in he's there. Like, it's early morning. And want Yeah. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll have a carrot. So they're talking on the top of the car, and then... She goes with him to use the, I don't, I don't know. know what it's called. The gun, the gun that records gun. speeds yeah. for cops. Yeah. I don't know. I think with my recent driving ticket, it said, gun, like, radar, radar. Radar or something. Yeah, she's doing that with him. I mean, that's, you know, just developing their relationship. They're flirtatious. Yeah. And, and then... Rhodes, he seems like such a, such a good guy, especially playing off of John Hamm's character. Like, he is completely the opposite. So that... Is nice to see. Yeah. Then she's kind of in a better mood after that, it seems, and she emails the girls about what to do about the bachelorette party, and immediately Helen calls and is like, ew, like a bachelorette party on the lake? In a cabin? Yeah, and somehow she gets to all the other girls and gets them all to say, like, we should do Vegas. Yeah, and it's not even, like, first off, I know people who spend so much money on bachelorette parties, like... I've been out of town for one, and, like, we had, we, of course, the bride doesn't pay for anything, so we all split the hotel. We all paid for her to have dinner. Like, you all pay for drinks at the bar. Like, you all pay for, you know, gas, whatever. And in this case, they're paying for flights and hotels and all of that. And, like, Annie already doesn't have money. And none of that is taken into consideration. Like, I know people who have been like, yeah, I went to Mexico. I went to Disney World. I went here. And you don't need all that. It's too much. It is too much. And the thing with the Vegas trip was apparently they were going to do an entire, like, scene of them being in Vegas. But The Hangover had just come out. And they thought that The Hangover did Vegas so well, anything they did was just kind of repeat it basically i think what they did though played well to the story well that's how they decided to do it they're like well, what do we do instead they're throwing ideas around they're like what if they never make it to vegas which is a super and she, and she never gets her bachelorette party yeah basically yeah and so they're you getting didn't, you didn't have a bachelor party did you no i mean i just I wasn't interested i mean i hung out with well, it was also everybody it was but... also during covid yeah i mean that too like just things about traditional bachelor parties never seemed interesting to me i don't want to go to a strip club and even if i was going to go to a strip club i'm not sure i want to go with my closest friends like yeah i don't know one had to fly in and then like mine i didn't even have one we went to dinner it was also during covid like we couldn't really do anything yeah just a lot of things that they we grow up seeing in movies and tv that this is what you do during these parties it just was not interesting to me. Well, something about this movie is, like, I like that somebody is, like, doing all this stuff and being happy for the bride and all this, but it's not all that it's, like, cracked up to be, which Mm -hmm. I think is important. Like, not everybody always has the best time on trips like this. Yeah, so they're going on this plane to Vegas, which I think it's funny when they're on the phone, the last thing she says before it shows them heading that way. She's like, I guess we're undecided, and everybody's saying Vegas. Yeah. So... Annie is afraid of flying, which I totally get. I'm not a fan of flying. I'm not quite at her level, but I don't like it. I'm also not a fan of flying. We do not like flying. You're right. Yeah. Especially because this plane depicts those seats to have enough space. Oh, yeah. They're the real nice, like, you're two to a seat instead. 
in the real world, it's three to like a spot. There's three seats all stuffed together. There's no middle seats. It's Mm -hmm. three and three. And you are so close with the other three that, I mean, you could reach over and grab their face like you are stuffed in there. Yeah, unless you're in first class. Even uh, the first class seats in this movie, like they look closer to the coach seats as well. Like they're just ridiculous. And what's worse is Annie sits next to just an insane lady who immediately is like, I had a dream about this plane going down. You were in the dream. Like, oh my God, get away from me. Exactly. Stop. And um, they show that Lillian and Helen are sitting together in first class. And Everybody's in first class except for Annie. Yeah, Yeah. Rita and Becca are sitting together in first class. And then Megan is sitting with Air Air Marshal John. John. (laughs) And... Which is Melissa McCarthy's husband in real life. I mean, I love that whole interaction. That I mean, we'll go a little bit more into that. I think all of the pairings... I mean, Helen and Lillian are basically just there to keep bouncing off of Annie, but Rita and Becca don't really talk throughout the movie that much except for this scene, and that is so good. Like Because they get so drunk. Yes, Rita is talking to Becca about her sex life. I guess Becca's only ever slept with her husband. Rita thinks that's a problem. Rita is talking about her sex life, and she's like, I have sex constantly, but we don't ever kiss. She says, sometimes I just want to watch The Daily Show without him entering me. (laughs) Well, yeah, but Becca's also, at the same time, she's like, my husband will only have sex in bed with the lights off after we've showered, and sometimes he's too tired, so I pretend to be tired, and I'm not tired. And it's just like, you can see both sides of it. Like, as a woman, I can see, like, both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And I've, like... I've heard people tell me stories like this. Like, Rita is basically just a hole for her man. Like, he doesn't want her for anything else. But Becca is one of those people who was like, I'm going to save myself for marriage and it's going to be the best thing ever. And it isn't. Yeah. And then, you know, her husband... she's stuck. Yeah. ...is barely interested in her, it seems. But, yeah, their pairing is great. Eventually, Annie is kind of panicking and she comes up there to get a pill... I guess it's Xanax or something. I have no idea what she would have given her. So Probably she could have given her Ambien. Yeah. Well, because Annie takes that with her drink as well that is given her Helen by Helen. Helen tells her. Yes. Helen, Helen gives knows. her that pe- the medicine and the drink. Yeah, it's like she definitely did it on purpose. The entire time that she is doing that, you can see Megan and Air Marshal John, and she's like making comments about him being an air marshal, and he's like, not an air marshal, just gonna take a nap. And, like, they're talking about where he's got his gun, and she's like, is it between the cheeks? <laughs> and he's... I feel like it looks like he's trying not to laugh. Like, he's yeah. absolutely losing it. Even when he goes to the bathroom, and she's coming out, and, like, she <laughs> hikes her leg up, and is <laughs> like, uh-oh, what's this? It can feel the steam. Yeah, she says... You can feel the steam coming off my undercarriage. And <laughs> you want to get back in that restroom and uh, not rest. Yeah. And when he grabs her foot, he's like, uh-oh, somebody's got a souvenir. And she says, that can go up and higher. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get us a blanket, John. I'm going to take a whiz real quick. <laughs> it's so good. And Which goes back to when she was like, oh, you can spread your legs in it. Like, Yeah, yeah, Megan is great. When does she do the... Does she do... She's like, uh, 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 yeah, that's right uh, there too, uh, 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 in the entrance to the bathroom. It's so good. So Annie is coming back up there. She's now high, and she's like, 
won't go back to her seat. They keep telling her to go back to her seat, and she's shit-talking them. And one of the times she comes back up and she's like got on sunglasses. And Mrs. Iglesias. She sits down and the guy is like, Miss? And she goes, Um, no, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> In response to Miss. Yeah. Um, well, what's funny, like, what's even worse about it is there's clearly an empty seat on the plane. There's mm-hmm. clearly an empty seat on the flight. They don't just let her sit there. It's a very strict and flight. And then Helen goes, let her take my seat. I'll go sit and coach. Everyone should experience first class uh, at least yeah. once in their life. And it's like, that Such stuff is so expensive. Like, you know, we hate flying. And we hate flying coach. Not to sound too fancy about it, but like, we'll pay for coach seats. I'm just seats a big because guy. First, because first class is so expensive. We have flown coach every single time except on the way home from our honeymoon on one of our flights. I'm just so wide that whoever is sitting there with me, like, it's too much. And yeah. if I'm in the middle, my arms have to be like well, we crossed. We always make sure that I'm in the middle. If I mean, I'm, I'm not, small I'm just either, saying. But... If I'm in the middle, my arms have to be crossed. If I'm in the window, I have to be in the window. If I'm in the aisle, I have to be in the aisle. Or up against me because I'm in the middle. Yeah, it's just a lot. So it's terrible. But yeah, Helen is a bitch about it. And whenever she finally goes back to her seat, I mean, she breaches. I guess just peak high because she's looking out the window. And, like, watching the movie, I'm nearly like, what is happening? Because she looks panicked. And she gets on the thing and she says, there's a colonial woman on the wing. There's something they're not telling us. Air Marshal John gets up. He's like, I'm an Air Marshal. Stay calm. Megan is so excited. She's like, I knew it. I'll cover the pilots. And it's Megan who takes down Annie because Annie starts going towards the pilots and Megan just tackles her. So they never make it. They're driving home. On a bus, because Annie obviously isn't allowed to fly. Yes, and Lillian tells Annie she wants her to kind of back off from everything, and they're just going to take care of it. Helen is, and it's really kind of sad. Like, you can see that that really does hurt Annie, and it sucks because Helen gave her the pills. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, Helen is the villain. That's where she says, when she gives her the pills and the drink, she says, like, it'll be fine. I'm much smaller than you. Yeah, and like and I, she's just she's like, always I do a bitch. It, she's like, I honestly do it all the time, and I'm much smaller than you. Ridiculous. But so, then Annie meets Rhodes and asks him if he wants to hang out. Yeah, they have and like he's an like, actual yeah. date. And then they went, they go to the bar, they have sex. He gets her things to bake the next morning because he's trying to encourage her and all this. She freaks out on him, and she's so mean to him. And like, she is. He's acting so normal. It's like in that moment, he's like a normal dude who got sucked into a rom-com because like he's like uh we had a great night and now you're you're acting like this and she's just like yeah i think it goes back to like it makes it it made me sad because she's so hateful to him but like she also i think at this point is still going through that heartbreak where like she doesn't want to be hurt again and doesn't think that she deserves like somebody to be that nice to her which i think is relatable to a lot of people it's fair for sure i mean that's a whole scene of her spiraling anyway she gets mad at road she's driving home and she's calling lillian telling lillian about how she just made a mistake She's at the jewelry store, and she gets into that argument with that little girl. Yeah, and she says a naughty word. She, I mean, that the fight keeps getting funnier and funnier, and it escalates, and excuse my language for those of you that hate this word, but she ends it with, well, you're a little cunt. And it's like, <laughs> it's so shocking when she says it, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I and was, the first time I saw it, I was like... <gasps> apparently, the jewelry store argument, the full argument lasts 10 minutes, and they cut it down, and you can watch the 
10 minutes. Like, the scene has been filmed, and it's just them back and forth going at it. That's a hilarious scene. I'd love to see bloopers of that. Like, was that ad-libbed? Was that line ad-libbed? I... I imagine it had to be. I mean, maybe it wasn't supposed to go on 10 minutes and it just kept going. Um, a part of that spiral is that she gets evicted. Her uh, Bryn and Gil are like, we would like to invite you to no longer live with us. Because we think it's weird that a grown brother and sister have a roommate. Yeah, that's the part that's weird. Not that they live together. So, would you ever live with one of your siblings like that? If I had to, I guess. I wouldn't be happy about it. Shoot, I wouldn't. You'd just be homeless first? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But she spirals, and she's moving in with her mom, and, uh... Lillian still never calls. Yeah, Lillian never contacts her, but, I mean, I guess she was the last to contact her. I don't know. They have, then, the wedding shower, and Annie does go to that, and that's when she's driving up, and she gets handed the lemonade, which, it's fancy. Lemonade probably tastes great. I'm sure it's fresh, as Annie says, <laughs> But who the fuck wants to be handed an open glass in their car? I know Annie specifically mentioned she doesn't have cup holders. Cup holders or not, I don't want this open glass. Who also, I guess it's only for the short drive to the stables where everyone's being taken in by horse. Yeah. Because Annie doesn't have that when she's trying to hold on to the horse. So did Mm -hmm. they, like... They took it? So you have to finish it between the car and the horse, and it's an open glass, It has got condensation on it, too. So if you stuck it in a cup holder, you're just filling that cup holder. It was such a dumb idea that I just had to focus on it for a minute. Like I was like, this is stupid. And also, why horses when everyone's going to be wearing a dress? Yeah, what if somebody can't ride a horse? Yeah. But yeah, that, too. You can see Annie's trying to, like, pull her dress down. Like, yeah, this is a stupid idea. Well, I think that was showing that, like, she's, like... I don't want to say, like, not with the times, but, like, she sits on the horse, like, sideways. Like, people still oh, sit on the horse. Oh, is she not sideways. perfect at dri- or yeah, riding, riding a horse? horse. Like, yeah, yeah no like, shit. She's low class or, you know, whatever. So they're at that wedding shower, and the, it continues her spiral, really, because Helen gives the gift to Lillian. And she does directly, it right after. Directly after. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she like, makes it. It's yes. so rude. She makes it completely about herself. Lillian is like, this is so great. And that's the moment Helen's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't get you a gift. But here's a card. Fuck off. You could have waited. That kind of gift that you would give, if you're giving a friend an expensive gift like that, you wait till after the shower is completely done. And then you casually like, hey, look, here's this. You don't overshadow everyone. And certainly not when you can see that she handmade this gift. It's so sweet, but at the same time, you know that yours is going to look way better because of how much money you spent. Either way, she gives her that gift. Annie Annie can't take it. Annie snaps. Yeah, she's yelling at her about, you know, I told you about Paris. She goes outside. She's ripping grass and throwing it into the chocolate fountain. (laughs) She, like, tries to tip it. She's punching the cookie. I mean, she's doing a whole thing. Yeah. Lillian comes out there to stop her. She's like, are you crazy? And she says to her, Annie, like, makes a comment, something like, her perfect bleached asshole. And Lillian is like, I... Also got my asshole bleached, and I love my new asshole. And when she says that, she it cuts to Megan. Megan has tears in her eyes, and she's, like, looking prideful. She's like, you go, go girl. girl. Like, yeah. you be proud of that bleached asshole. Yeah, and then Lillian tells her not to bother coming to the wedding. Yeah, and that... And she just leaves. What a moment. 
And I think what something I wrote down here, it, it wasn't a quote, I put Helen is a literal villain. Yeah. For this entire She's situation. a super villain, for sure. Yeah. So when Annie leaves from the wedding shower, she stops to not hit a porcupine, maybe? I don't know. Some animal in the road. I didn't pay attention yeah. to what it was. She still didn't get her brake lights fixed, so she gets rear-ended by somebody. They speed off. She calls Rhodes, and I guess also Ted. I think, no, she calls Ted, but Rhodes just happens to be driving by because he's a cop. But she says, I didn't know if you were going to come to Rhodes. Oh. When he's complaining about why she called Ted. So I think she threw out... Maybe too many calls. No, he said they. we never come when you actually need us. Yeah, but that was just his shitty comment as he left. So Rhodes is obviously still mad at her because she has not called him back. That doesn't make the situation any better because Ted's dumbass shows up and is like, Hey, fuck buddy, you need roadside assistance? Mm -hmm. Then she's leaving with Ted and Ted's like, You look tired if you just want to take a little Wait. lap nap. And he's like trying to get her to give him roadhead. And it's like... You could not read the room worse. Like, she is upset. She has a lot going on. And you're just so terrible. She finally stands up to him and gets out of the car, walks home. He's an asshole about it. Pretty sure you don't see him for the rest of the movie after that. Yeah, we never see him. You're no longer my number three. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah. So Annie is at home and Megan comes to see her, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, I said uh, Megan, is, the visit is a wholesome and she's a real one because, I mean, she brings all of her dogs, which is funny. All nine of them. Yeah, she's she says, like, I would have been more comfortable, comfortable with, with six. <laughs> yeah, nine's it's a lot of energy. And I love that that wrist brace thing she has on constantly. Yeah. Um, but she basically is, like, telling her to stop being in her own head and, like, stop blaming everybody else for problems in her life. And, like, you know, it's telling, like, a crazy story about her in high school and now how she has top government clearance and, mm -hmm. like... All of this stuff, but it makes Annie realize, like, I just need to, like, get my life together for myself. Yeah, some of Annie's problems that she can fix, she at least tries to. You know, she bakes a cake for Rhodes and... In the seemed... shape of a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> Rhodes uh, seems like he's not going to eat the cake. She keeps driving by and, like, raccoons are eating it. But things, you know, she's trying to improve what she can. And at that point, Helen also comes to see Annie because they cannot find Lillian. And it's her wedding day. Yes, on the wedding day. And they team up, Helen and Annie, to go find Lillian. They also get Rhodes' help, which they're trying to get his help. They're, like, speeding back and forth, littering. She drives by topless, and eventually she just hits the back of his yeah. car. <laughs> and, um... I did like during that scene, though, or a little bit before that, Helen's crying, and <laughs> Annie's, like, smiling, and she's like... It's the first time I've ever seen you look ugly. Yeah, and she's like, I don't look ugly. I'm not an ugly crier, and she's like, you, you are. are. It made me think of the Kim Kardashian cry. Yeah. She wasn't that ugly, but... <laughs> they get Rhodes to trace her phone. Turns out she's just at her apartment. Rhodes says something like... He said, <laughs> it's why I became a cop... Uh, or it's this real high-octane stuff I look for when I'm a cop. Yeah. It's adrenaline pinching. Yeah. <laughs> he says something, girl goes missing, found at her apartment. Yeah. It's adrenaline pinching. My it's God. so good. So you can see Rhodes is leaning towards them kind of making up, but they do have to go find Lillian. And when they go to Lillian, 
Annie asks Helen to stay in the car. And Annie goes up there, and she's up there for a long time with Lillian. And I just kind of thought, like, they left Helen in the car the whole time. They did, for sure. I mean, yeah, fuck Helen, I guess. But fuck Helen. You know, they're trying to figure out what to do about the problems that Lillian's having. They make up. Yeah, and Annie, like, is trying to talk to her about getting married. And Lillian's like, I don't want to. I'm worried about you. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But then she says, and besides, you need to blaze the trail for me and then report back and tell me what's coming. Mm -hmm. Which I think is like, shown how, like... You know, she's overcome all of her own things. Yeah, she can see, like, you know, her future, it is going to get better for her. Yeah. And it's not always going to be so terrible. So then they go to the wedding. best part about that wedding was when Wilson Phillips comes out and they're all dancing and Megan points to Air Marshal John. He's like, me and baby. Yeah, he's finally down for it. the best thing ever that, like, she brought Air Marshal John to the wedding. Yeah, I do love that their relationship, like, kept going. That actually goes into that end credit scene. And the end credit shows a little bit more of them dancing, but then it, like, cuts to, like, a sex tape that was made between... This is video 119? Yeah, it's is it the 119th video? I don't know, because then she says it'll be... Our first sexual and encounter? Monster, and she's like, look, the hungry bear. Yeah, <laughs> she hungry, has a do you big want a hungry, fucking sandwich. Hungry bear sandwich. It's so uncomfortable, and he's, like, in there in, like, black tidy whities and a robe, and you're just, like... How did they film this without this absolutely using it? It was so... Is that just actually, like, a video from Melissa McCarthy? Don't and... say that. Don't you say that. <laughs> you keep that to yourself. We're done talking about oh the movie. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, what did you think of it? What was your rating? Five out of five. One of the best comedy movies of all time. Five out of five. I gave it a four out of five. I'll give it a 4.5 out of five. What the... F- Why? There's What's a, wrong with it? <laughs> there's a small... Your sexes. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have to cut that Don't out. Say that. <laughs> You'll have to cut that I'll out. I'll get canceled. No, you will. I have to cut that out, too. I'm not going to have people think I say the word canceled like I'm a fucking... Yeah. We'll just cut it all Republican. out. <laughs> So you said you'll give it a 4.5. Why is it not a 5? I just, I don't understand. There's This movie's better than Scott Pilgrim. Helen makes me feel such hate in my heart. They do so good, though. <laughs> she is amazing, and she's hilarious. I mean, like I said, she's known for doing those dramatic roles, but everything I've ever seen her in that's a comedy, it's gold. I just want everyone to know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm sticking with 4 out of 5. I thought you said 4.5. Now it's 4 because you said I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't. I happen to be the host of the number one sequel-centric podcast in the world. So what do you know? I want to play a game. <laughs> can you forgive me so we can play a game? Do I get a prize if I win? Uh, yeah, you're not going to win, though. I so this is going to be just five questions concerning uh, famous weddings, celebrity weddings, that kind of thing. And they're all going to be multiple choice, so I'll give you your options. So the first one, who had the most expensive wedding? Oh. It's A, Prince Charles and Princess Diana, B, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, or C, Prince William and Kate Middleton. William and Kate. It was Prince Charles at $48 million for their wedding. Stop. What was Will and Kate's? I believe that theirs was actually like 46. Do you want to know something that's wild? What? Is that you're talking about $48 million in the 90s. Mm, yeah. If you put that 
just to 2012 when Will and Kate got married. Yeah. The oh. value of a pound. Or well, I don't know what it was in pounds. I looked up it in been dollars. More, but so, oh my gosh. And what was Harry and Meghan's? I didn't write that one down. I don't remember. I have to look it up. <laughs> 45 million. Okay. For the second one, how much did the wedding cake for Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian's wedding cost? Just the cake. Just the cake. Okay. A, 80,000. B, 40,000. C, 20,000. Or D, 6,685. Uh, it was 40,000. It was 20,000. But $20,000 for a cake. How much was our cake? Our cake was 400 bucks. That's too much, too. I, I understand that. <laughs> I was so, like, cake, like, the flowers were, like, five or 600. And I was like, why? We have three bouquets. Now, all those prices I gave you were not just pulled out of my ass. Those are different prices for different celebrity cakes. I don't have the names. I didn't write them down. Man. But just know that... Missed opportunity. I should have. I know. But somebody out there spent $80,000. It doesn't... Any of any of these... I You know, don't get me started on my fucking eat the wrench rhetoric, but oh my God. Oh my you could have changed somebody's life and instead you bought a single cake that I guarantee you was not eaten. Not finished, at least. Like, sure, they maybe ate it there. And hell, with celebrity weddings, I don't even think they do the same kind of tradition. They have that cake for the picture of them eating. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. Fuck that cake. They throw it away. Oh, don't. No, don't even tell me that. The real people that we know are doing that. (laughs) Number three. Who had the most expensive wedding dress? A, Queen Elizabeth. B, Serena Williams. C, Salma Hayek. Or D, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. It was Serena Williams. Her wedding dress costs $3.5 million. You know what? I did see that in her documentary. I do. I did because she's got an HBO documentary. I expected you to say Queen Elizabeth. No, but she got married in the 40s. Yeah. Was it the 40s? No, she was born in the 40s. No idea when she got married. No, she was almost 100. She she You watched The Crown? You should know this. She got married in the 40s. It wouldn't have been that. Okay, number four. In 2015, the Guinness World Record title for the most bridesmaids in a wedding was set. How many bridesmaids were included in this party? A, 43, B, 108, C, 84, or D, 168? 108. 168. Are you serious? What kind of wedding was this? This was a woman in Texas who wanted to really prove that Texas does it bigger, and she just had... Listen... I don't know 168 people, people that I even wanted at the wedding in general. 168 people did not come to the wedding. Who the fuck has 168 people that you feel so closely to that you're going to make a bride? If I got asked to be a part of a wedding and they're like, we want you to be part of our 160 groomsmen. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be that. I can't. I can't come. I'm really busy. It would have to be everybody. She must have just anybody. Mom, grandma, cousin, sister, fucking teachers. Everyone was invited to the wedding and you're all bridesmaids. There must have been no guests there that were not bridesmaids. And how the fuck did they set that? They must have had a warehouse to have this wedding in. Where were the people standing? It's absolute nonsense. Throwing out the fucking bouquet? Like, can you imagine? Mm. I just can't. So the last question, how much did the wedding of Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard cost? A, $12,000. B, $142. C, $8,008 $8,008 or D, $30,000? It was $142. They got married in a courthouse. How did you know that? Be- How did I know that? Yeah. She talks about it. 
Well, I never heard that until I did oh, this research. Yeah, they were like, I they didn't have a wedding, and they just went to the courthouse one day and was like, yep, this yeah. is it. So, That's like uh, Mila Kunis got her wedding, like, not her, like, diamond, obviously, but, like, her, like, wedding band ring that she wears 90% of the time because she doesn't really wear her diamond on Etsy. Oh, shit. For, like, 40 bucks. That's crazy. Well, yeah. Dax Shepard said on Jimmy Kimmel that they uh, brought them a cake afterwards. Like, the courthouse got them a cake because they were just like, it was just us. And they just, like, bought them a Obviously, they're celebrities. You know, they wouldn't do that for anyone else. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was nice after doing this research and seeing stupid shit like $20,000 cakes to hear that. I was just, It was, like, so yeah. refreshing because I was like, the rest of these fucking putrid people spending think- this amount of, peop- or amount of money... I think the best, like, you know how you do, like, a groom's cake? Yeah. Aside from the, like, we did a cookie cake for you. I think the best groom's cake I've ever seen at a wedding is somebody, you know the Walmart smiley face stickers? Somebody had a Walmart smiley cake because they just went to Walmart that morning and, like, picked it up. And (laughs) Well, I'm all for cheap weddings, but you don't have to be disgusting. It was so funny. I was dying. Oh. All right. Should we do sequels? Yes. All right. You first. First off, I don't think that... I think this had a perfect ending, and I don't think there needs... This is definitely an unnecessary sequel. I mean, so on the Ellen's generous show, like Kristen Wiig said, that there would not be a Bridesmaids 2, and, you know, people don't really generally think there should be. But we're here for needless sequels. This is definitely a needless sequel. And I I almost picked um, Megan to have a wedding, but I'll tell you why I didn't. And because I feel like she would have, like, the funniest. She's, yeah. like, one of the funniest characters. But it was because of that line that Annie was like, and besides, you have to blaze the trail for me and then report back and tell me what's coming. Okay. So my sequel is called Brides and Babies. Okay. And it's been two years, which I realize it's been over ten, but say two years post Lillian getting married, and now Annie and Rhodes are getting married. Mm -hmm. And it comes to find out, after they get engaged and all of this, Lillian is pregnant. She finds out that she's pregnant. It's funny, because Lillian, or Maya Rudolph, was pregnant during this movie. Was she really? Yeah, they covered it the whole movie, but she was pregnant. How did they cover it? Uh, if you look, she has a, she wears a lot of like belts, or there's always like a, this middle section thing mm. that is. I mean, obviously her wedding dress is ridiculous, but you know that's that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, and I said the band is back together. You know, mm-hmm. Helen, Becca, all of that. But to be a sequel, I feel like you need to introduce a new character, and that character is going to be Joyce. Ooh. I don't know why I picked the name Joyce, but I feel like all the other names are pretty bad. That like feels he- right. like yeah. Joyce, and Joyce is Annie's business partner for the reopening of Cake Baby, which is now successful. Nice. So, Lillian is obviously going to be Annie's maid of honor, and Helen and Joyce are now having an inner battle to who is the better friend to their best friends, even though Annie and Lillian are best friends. But, like, like they want to throw the better party for each. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Helen is going to have more money than Joyce, but Joyce is from a family like Helen where they come from money so she knows. Um, so they're trying to outdo each other with, like, important events that are coming up. Obviously, you're going to have, like, banter, funny, blah, blah, blah in between. Yeah. I didn't write any of the jokes. Okay? Yeah, no, of course. Um, so they decide, or it comes out when they send out invitations that nobody has spoken beforehand 
that Annie and Annie's wedding shower and Lillian's baby shower are on the same day. Mm. So once that happens, nobody's really willing to move it. But Annie and Lillian are obviously upset um, because they want to have, like, Annie is like, well... Lillian had her time in the light. I want my time in Lily or and Lillian's like, this is my first baby. Like it should be about me. Um, which kind of causes them to like butt heads a little bit because they wanted things to be about themselves. Yeah. So the day ends up with, with the way things go, Lillian and Annie get upset at each other because they're so overwhelmed with what Joyce and Helen have been doing. Kind of like the gaslighting thing we saw in the entire first movie. Yeah. Right. So, Annie proceeds to tell Lillian that she doesn't want her to come to the bachelorette party because she wants to be able to get drunk and have fun. And Lillian will impede her from doing that. Mm. And then um, Lillian, in response to that, she threatens Annie that she's no longer going to be the godmother of their child. Oh, my God. So, sad time passes. Annie's talking to Rose. I'm so sad about Lillian. He's, like, trying to get them back together. Rhodes and Dougie are friends, so <laughs> they're chatting it up, and um, Lillian ends up having an emergency and ends up in the hospital, and Doug tells Annie, and she rushes to be by her side. So they make up, obviously, realizing that they're missing the entire point and don't want the thing that broke them up during Lillian's wedding to happen here. So, in the hospital, there's a come-to-Jesus meeting with Joyce and Helen. It's not about them. It's about... Like, they're great friends and all of this, but basically... It was basically, a come-to-Jesus meeting for people who did not grow up in this neck of the woods, because the first time I heard that, I was like, the woods? what the fuck is it? Okay, all it's right? basically, just... like, telling them, like, everything, like, they're doing is wrong, and, like, if you don't stop, like, we're gonna get you. An intervention? Basically. Oh, okay. Fine, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Go ahead. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. I mean, Too we, we have listeners... Around the globe. <laughs> All right? Of the yeah. seven listeners that I can I'm see, probably... one showed in Belgium. Now, it might be somebody using a VPN, but if they want to identify as Belgian, that's for them, not us. Well, I apologize, everyone. I'm probably bringing down the quality. <laughs> um, so they tell them that it's not about them, and so they keep everything separate. So at Annie and Rhodes' wedding, Lillian goes into labor. Oh. So they rush to the hospital. Lillian apologizes to Annie. Annie doesn't care. Helen and Joyce get along. And Helen ultimately asks Joyce to help her make a dessert for a upcoming party and giving cake baby business. Nice. The end. I like it. I mean, I like that they had a new character that could kind of fight to make it so it's not just Lillian and Annie fighting again um, yeah. entirely. I, initially, I thought I was going to go with an idea, I was going to call it groomsmen, I was just going to be like... I, I thought the same thing, too, and then I was like, I don't think it'd be as funny. I don't think so either, but I thought, like, what if I did, what the hell was going on with Dougie and his groomsmen this whole wedding? Like, basically mm -hmm. take place during the same thing. I decided not to go that route, because, one, I didn't want to come off as a fucking sexist weirdo who's like, I want one about dudes. Yeah. I'm just going to call mine bridesmaids too i can say before i even get into this i like yours better for the first time in these episodes i Woo! would vote for yours over mine get your cold cuts get your cold cuts <laughs> so bridesmaids too megan is getting married and the 
a whole original cast would return, you know, just everybody. It'd be mm-hmm. her, obviously, real-life husband. I don't know the dude's name, unfortunately, but... Um, Air Marshal John. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's real-life husband. They're getting married. And based on the relationship that we saw, I want that to kind of be the focal point of the wedding is that it's not traditional. They're not sticking to all of these practices and traditions that people do in weddings, all that shit out the fucking window because the way that their personalities are, they wouldn't be like that. Um, You know, it's a shock already that they're even getting married and they're not just doing whatever they want. But because of all of this non-conformist shit that they're doing, the bridesmaids begin arguing with each other and kind of like low-key trash-talking everything about the wedding and the way things are going which would lead to, like, the climax of the movie of Megan asking them all to leave and being like, you know, you guys, you care so much about how much are we spending on this? What are we doing about this? I just wanted to celebrate love with our friends. And that would kind of be the lesson of the movie is that weddings have kind of been mutated into just this money-making monster. Mm -hmm. And it should not be that. It should very much be about the two people... And I think that Megan's character is a really unique opportunity to tell that story. And the fact that she is in love with this man, that's all she cares about. And the rest of these people, based on even the last movie, you can see that these are the things they care about. What can they get out of it and mm-hmm. how it should be based on their experiences. I didn't really, you know, write an ending to this movie. Obviously, you'd want Megan to invite them all back and them to have learned their lesson. But I mostly want to focus on you know that and i think it plays well off the first movie since the first movie showed a lot of those wedding things that people can relate to and remember that was horrible for their wedding or whatever i remember us going to a bunch of weddings when we were like still dating being like if yeah. we ever had a wedding like i would never do this, this i would terrible. never do this i would, not want I would to do never that. do this yeah. yeah everybody every wedding you go to like, you're just like this is ridiculous. horrendous did you did you say that about our wedding No, but it's just, I don't think people go to weddings. I I doubt that anyone has ever been to a wedding, at least not as a direct member of the families and been like, this is great. I'm so glad that I came here and I just want to do this all day. Not to toot our horns, but I've heard that from like five people about our wedding. Well, maybe. How it was such a good time. I can't say I've not had good times at weddings, but there's always something... That I'm just like, which to be fair, most of the weddings I've been to were not people I actually knew. So it was a room full of strangers as I watched two strangers get married. The, the wedding in, uh, with your friends was fun though. Yes, but I, I knew them so I can't say that like maybe you had the same feelings of, you know, those things that you're just like, eh, but you know. No, I thought that their wedding was really fun and I could see like, obviously I didn't know anybody that, well I knew one person. Other than the bride and the groom, you, I knew one person. Yeah. Which is who I sat with. And I still had a really good time in spite of, like, not obviously knowing anybody. But it was good. It was a good wedding. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Well, thank you for making it this far. We hope you enjoyed. Maybe even enough to share our show with someone. Leave us a review and come back for more next week. If you'd like to vote on whose sequel idea was the best, Mine. come by our YouTube channel for the polls. Or let us know your idea with a comment, tweet, or you can reach us at needlesssequel at gmail.com. Uh, the links, as always, will be wherever you are listening. All right, be easy, everyone, and we will see you next week.